Welcome to Projects from the Heart podcast. Listen as we talk with changemakers who are forging ahead to follow their dreams and passions. Get inspired by these trailblazers and hear them share their secrets of success. Find that aha moment, that inspired one-liner that will propel you to live your dreams and a more fulfilled life. It is wonderful how the universe provides for those who are fearless, born to become famous against all odds, not listening to peer pressure, not following the unwritten rules of society and culture, not trying to fit in to please parents, friends or authorities. What kind of person has the courage to do this? Indeed, a strong one. A person who is the leader of her own life, our guests for these episodes are two such remarkable women. A lesbian couple, Francesca Bonventre and Kai Silbury. Francesca is Italian-born, from the famous city of Rome, a lawyer who followed her heart to find her love. Kai Silbury is Mari and Mariori of Tanui and Gati Kahugunu Tisent. She was brought up in Auckland and is an award-winning kitchen whiz with over 20 years' experience in the food industry. And the couple lives on the Chatham Islands. Find out more at www.gowild.shop. Welcome, woman beyond ordinary. I'm Ingrid Verkamme, your host for today. And this episode is just wow. Life is beautiful. How special it is when you just grab an opportunity to go out and step into the grey zone. And that's exactly what I did. My grey zone was the Chatham Islands. I could only get there because when Aucklanders were bound to their bubble in COVID Level 3, a seat came available and I grabbed that seat. The Chatham Islands are first to see the sun, but my impression was that this was more the outer edge, the place where the world simply stops. And yet, out on the island, I found people with a lot of love in their heart. In the hotel I was staying in, my attention was drawn to a pack on display showing a picture with a stack of snowflakes or were they clouds? Hmm, something else? What I was looking at was freeze-dried honey flakes. I had never seen this before. Who on earth had this idea? And the creators of these products are in the hot seat today. I met a bubbly guy, smiling, friendly, talkative. Just an ordinary person, but a genius in her own right. And she's the vision holder. Francesca? She's the doer, the manager, the marketeer, the woman who knows the strategy and laws. And don't think she stands in the shadows or comes second in this venture. No, they are equal. The perfect tandem act to go wild and bring their product to the moon. It is remarkable to see how people who take full responsibility of their own life, who lead themselves, who follow their inner guidance, yes, indeed, they create a very special and fulfilling life. And I learned it is not just about this product. The honey flakes are just the beginning. No, they have a product to build a sanctuary, preserve native plants, 
educate others and much, much more. I know this is big. Be ready to listen how you can live your life with purpose. Let me present to you Kai Silbury and Francesca Boneventeri. Hello, Kai and Francesca. Thank you. Thank you for having us in I was blown away when I saw how many flakes on display. But why here on the Chathams? We got to love, uh, we got to know and to love the Chathams uh, in those uh, six years, uh, six and a half years uh, that me and Kai have both been uh, on this island. And uh, we really wanted to do something special to grow ourselves, to grow the island. Uh, we see the potential. So we wanted to do something very special. And so everything started from Kai's career. She's a chef. Oh, just six years ago. Was this by a specific reason, by coincidence, or was it really a choice to come here? Well, I came here to do a, a seasonal contract because they've always had seasonal chefs come in. And um, I had a, uh, a contract that I was ready to go and do in Papua New Guinea. My agent at the time was friends with their hospitality agent and he asked if I would like to come here for one month. Mm. And that one month? One month turned into seven years. <laughs> oh my God. So tell me a little bit more about your background. Yeah, you're, you're a chef, but that's not the only thing. I majored in food science and studying that at Auckland AUT, how I learned about freeze-dry honey. And from that moment, I've always had a dream to serve my product on the moon. Ooh, that's a very ambitious dream, yes. isn't it? <laughs> So I did that. At the same time, while I was at the AUT, I learned about culinary arts mm. and the art of cooking. That's something totally different from honey. How come that you were so interested all of a sudden in honey? So um, my uncle was the local beekeeper on the island. When I arrived here, I had the pleasure of cooking with premium products. Uh, Chatham Islands supplies New Zealand with 27% of its crayfish, blue cod, pawa and kinna. Uh, me being a chef, I'm also a member of New Zealand Chefs Association and also a judge. And, uh, we have uh, many competitions throughout New Zealand with chefs and, and so I thought I'd put a new category into this competition where thousands of chefs all over New Zealand uh, go to Auckland and cook and compete. And um, so I put this new category called Chatham Islands on a plate. <laughs> mm. So we take live crayfish, live power, live kinna, whole blue cod, and then the Chatham Island honey. And chefs have two hours to cook and compete in a live setting using those ingredients uh, to create four identical entrees and four identical mains. And up to a few months before the competition was ready to start, I asked my uncle um, for some honey, and he brought it to me in uh, used bottles. So it had all scratch marks on the containers and on the lids, and so I thought, how, how can I take this product to a prestige competition? And so for a little while, me and Fran dabbled and tried many different ways to turn it into something premium, and that's um, freeze-dry honey. So we sent it out and we got it freeze-dried. Uh, when we saw it for the first time, we knew we had something very special. Mm -hmm. The inspiration came from where to start freeze-drying? 
so through, it, through my background of doing food science mm. Mm. Oh, well, and, and me wanting to serve my product on the moon. Yes, yes you want yeah. to serve your product on the moon. <laughs> so where does Francesca come in? Because that's also something very special, how you met each other. She's from Italy and she ended up as well on the Chatham Islands yes, with yes. you. Francesca, this is one for you. How did it happen? Um, so I, we met uh, online. Uh, we met on a dating website. And uh, I was interested in um, looking at all the girls in the other countries uh, and the different uh, features. Uh, and, uh, and then I was absolutely intrigued by Kai's features, which are Maori fe- features. I've never seen a, a beauty, that kind of beauty before. Uh, after I, we started talking, uh, I, I get the chance to learn about uh, the Maori culture. And that was extremely interesting. I only knew Maori were the, the old blacks. So that's uh, <laughs> as much as I knew <laughs> about Maori. And so we've been talking and, and, she, and she was very passionate about um, ancient Greeks and ancient Romans and all the Mediterranean histories that she watches on the movies. So we've been talking about uh, talking about that for uh, one year. Then when she got a job on the Chathams, I was ready for a holiday and I decided to just take the plane and come over. And so I came straight to the Chatham Islands. And I still say that uh, I would like to see more of New Zealand because uh, um, I've been here on the Chathams and uh, that's uh, the best part of New Zealand that I, that I know of uh, mm, so far. So what did you thought about her idea that she was so fascinated to bring out a product that could (laughs) go to the moon? (laughs) Yeah, I'm always trying to stop her and I think (laughs) I made it. uh, So she doesn't talk about wanting to go to the moon anymore. But uh, in saying that, she's been cooking for the astronauts while she was in Auckland. So uh, she has achieved uh, something um, about that uh, around uh, around the moon. Um, In this community, she's done a lot. Uh, The honey is just the, the most challenging uh, and the most probably important. Yes, the honey is the most challenging. I understood not only because you freeze dry, but the honey seems to be unique too because of these little white flowers that we can find all over the island and who only grow here in the Chatham. And that brings me to the idea, is the honey as well a medicine like Manuka honey? Well, the medicinal side of it is unknown uh, species, and it's a prehistoric tree endemic to this island. They're yet to discover that. Uh, so we have a, a lady here, which we, we had given samples to today, which she will take back and um, yes, Waikato University. So there's not a whole lot of studies on it as of yet. And what is specific, the name of that plant that people can look um, it up? So it's Dracophyllum, Arborium and uh, Scoparium, because we have two kinds. The Arborium, it's the tall uh, uh, kind of trees that cover part of the island. And uh, the Scoparium kind is the bush. And also we have a hybrid that we have been told uh, recently by botanist Peter DeLang that comes to the island often and is helping us to study this plant in particular along with the other 47 endemic plant species of this island. And so it looks like also there is a hybrid across between uh, uh, Dracophyllum arborium and Dracophyllum scoparium. We are actually trying to involve the teams of uh, people from university that come to this island for their own research to help us and to discover more about this plant, which uh, um, reminds a bit of manuka, but uh, it's definitely different. And the honey, it's also uh, of a dark color. 
between red and pink mm. and obviously the taste it's quite interesting and quite strong as well so it's it's definitely different from uh, any other honey uh, that we have tried before mm. well uh, strange to notice how little research has been done so far towards these flowers is there a reason why this plant was not of a big interest for scientists up to a few years ago this plant was thought to be extinct Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So that's why there's not a whole lot of scientific work being done on this plant as of yet. But in the last uh, few years now, we've had a lot of botanists interested in mm -hmm. conservation. MPI um, have arrived to start mm -hmm. learning more about this tree and its health benefits. And you have all these plants on your own piece of land. Yes. So how do you get hold of so a big piece of land? Because I was told that on the Chatham Islands is so difficult to buy land. Yes, and, and it's only because it's all been passed through family and, and generations after generation through the farmland, through the Moriori land and Māori land. And so we were just at the right time, at the right place. Because your background is Mariori and Maori. Yes. And there is a lot that Kai has discovered about personal um, family history just mm. after coming here. She didn't yes. know about the connections mm. and then she found on this island. So it was probably meant to be in some yeah. way. Kai? I had never heard of this place when my friend asked me to come here and um, never heard of the history or the location. And the moment I came through the aeroplane door, I felt the feeling that I was home and I knew at that moment I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really amazing. Yes. And there is actually where all your new life started yes. and your pursuit for the honey and to bring your product to the moon. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're a good tandem. You work very well together. I always <laughs> say friends is the brains. <laughs> I am the brawn. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I understood that friend, her background is being a lawyer. Yes, I started to be a lawyer. I completed my studies uh, in, in Rome, in Italy, and, and probably would still be there if it wasn't for Kai. But you're aiming for the moon. What's next coming? <laughs> Going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come back to your upbringing. Mm. How was your upbringing? Do you have siblings? Are you on your yes. own? Yes, so I have one um, brother, one sister, but we have a few Fangai brothers and sisters. Um, I have 35 nieces and nephews and about eight great nieces and nephews. So I come from a very big family. Was becoming a chef something your parents encouraged? Uh, I left home at the age of 14 and um, uh, at that time I was studying at Auckland Girls. I also went off and started washing dishes at the first revolving restaurant in Karangahapi Road and also studied at the same time. So I put myself through college and through uni. Wow, very impressive. How did you manage to maintain yourself? Did your family send you money? No, I worked for my own money washing dishes. And, oh. um, and that's when I first was in a kitchen, a, a professional kitchen. Mm. I moved in with a friend of mine, so I had to learn how to be independent, how to pay rent, how to buy food. and Wow, at mm. 14. Yes. And was there a reason that you left home, or was it just that you wanted to be independent? Oh, I'm sure just like every 14-year-old who don't want to listen to their parents. <laughs> and, um, 
I chose not to go back, but I learned and grew much more. So you you started washing the dishes, and then you got to know how a kitchen was working, and there yes. you found uh, your passion for food. Um, no, not at that stage. But I learned. Um, I had to help them prep food, do desserts with them. It wasn't until I got to AUT during my studies of food science that I discovered culinary arts even more. And one of my tutors at the time, he was coming back from that one of those big competitions. And he also there, he was a teacher that taught margarine sculptures and veggie carving. I saw a big uh, carving of a Māori warrior coming out of flax, all made out of margarine. Wow. Mm. And I uh, showed interest, so he told me to come to his class, which I did. And so I continued going to his classes, and that's where I started meeting the chef and, and the waitresses and anyone that was involved in hospitality. Then I uh, applied for the culinary arts uh, bachelor's degree and studied them both at the same time. And because I had no commitments, I was young, full of energy, studying full-time, seven days a week, uh, working full-time at nighttime, and then also picking up extra classes through other institutes. Once I did my degree, I also branched off and, and specialised in different departments of the kitchen. So I specialised in patissier, so that's making all the, the pastries and desserts, uh, rotisserie, that's everything to do with butchery and meats, and saucier, which is everything about sauces, vinaigrette, dressings. Mm. Guy is really an amazing person. Eh? At 14 she left home and she educated herself even to go to university. That's not something that you hear a lot. Eh? Mm. Most of the time the, uh, the parents are pushing people to go to university, but you did everything on your own. That's so amazing. And when you were at university and doing all those things, did you go back home? or No. No, no you did everything I on your own. I never returned. I, did, uh, I still went back and visited on special occasions, on weekends. I still had the support of my mother and father, my aunties and uncles in the background. So your parents were supportive from the beginning yes. with every time when you got a new idea, they let you do in all your freedom, following yes. your own heart and your own ambitions. Yes. Well, that's remarkable. And how about you, Francesca? Well, I'm another one that at one point decided to say goodbye and to uh, leave uh, uh, the, the path that was somehow already started for me. Uh, but I did it at 28. Uh, and that's when I decided to give me a chance uh, uh, to explore something different because I wasn't uh, extremely passionate in law. Um, and uh, through through me working on the Chatham Islands, uh, I've discovered the business, actually. It's ma if I could go back, I would study business, uh, which is close, but it's not the same. Probably my parents were a bit disappointed, of, and probably my mom still is, She's uh, uh, that I never um, pursued the, the career that uh, of being a lawyer or being a judge. That's a remarkable story, eh, that uh, you follow both your own ambitions and your own heart, whatever your parents were thinking that you would become, you just <laughs> thought, I do my own thing. Yes. So what's next for you both? Well, what's, what next is we've just acquired um, seven acres of natural forest land mm -hmm. and using it as an educational tool to educate about plants, the honey, local Chatham Island bees, um, which they are very special. 
the first bee colony, black British bee colony, arrived here in the early 1800s. And then in the 1980s, my uncle has regathered them. These bees are disease-free. He also introduced the Italian bee, um, which is a smaller, humble bee. Uh, just to calm the black British bee down because they say that this bee will chase you for miles. When I listen to your story, then I think, wow, they're one lucky thing after the other. Everything falls in their lap. But I cannot believe this because there is a lot of hard work involved and i never seen somebody get somewhere in their life without setbacks. What were your most important setbacks that you had to overcome? Oh, I think time is one of ours because we're, you know, being the head chef at Hotel Chatham's, it also has a huge demand on me. I have a big team that I have to lead. And the collaborations with mm -hmm. other building uh, relationships and that, that's, that's difficult as well because you have different uh, points of view, different personalities. Uh, so that's something else that slows, slows us down uh, because uh, me and Kai, after six years, we perfectly get along with each other and still we have our moments, hey Kai? Yes, yeah. Well, we, we, have a, we have a saying, at work, I'm the boss, at home, friend. She's the boss, friend is the boss. Yes, yeah. so we get that balance. Well, I think you both are a remarkable inspiration to other women Thank and young you. girls. You become an icon and people want to copy you. Yes. In, in not only, probably not in your product, but to become like you, mm. to be inspired by you, mm -hmm. to follow their own heart. Yes. Yeah, because yes. you have proven that it's possible. Yes. Mm. And, and, and yes. Mm. But also, <laughs> but also, I can't say you know I'm happy that I have decided to follow my own uh, um, intuition because that's what it was was an intuition to come to New Zealand and to think that I was the right choice. But uh, I keep uh, um, thanking my, my family because uh, uh, a lot of what I do today and uh, the way I think and the ideas and uh, my values, uh, they come from all what they have given to me. And so um, uh, then I, I apply uh, what I know to a different contest and to a, and to a new project, but um, it all comes from far. That's how I see it. So you both thrive on your intuition, which is really the feminine essence. You know <laughs> yes, that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> we, we, we operate too much on a rational thinking mm. instead of using our, our intuition. Mm. Yeah, the rational has to come in second. Yes. First you have to follow what your intuition is telling you yes. to do, and then you can start with strategic planning, do it more the masculine but it will be great if everybody can have that balance. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm sure back then we did have that balance. And that's, uh, that's why I say to Fran, that's why we're called human beings. Human is our uh, rational thinking. Uh, being is our intuition. Wow, that's mm. nicely said. Mm. Are you also from a spiritual background? I'm from a Catholic background, uh, which uh, is it's a bit more structured bit more of a complex relationship with my religion because I know the goods and I know the, the limits that gay couple, I know that uh, the, the Catholic religion is still struggling with it. Is New Zealand more tolerant? So New Zealand is an uh, um, easier place for me to, to live in. Probably this has helped me to focus my attention, to, be, to feel more free to focus my attention on something on, on a business level rather than to my own identity. So it's, um, New Zealand, it's, it's a nice place, uh, easy, it's easy to live in. 
So, Kai, what are your core values? The way I behave is is how I like everyone to treat me. So, I like to treat everyone with respect, um, kindness, loving, um, caring. Um, I'm a hugger, so I always like to hug and kiss people when I meet them. Um, which Fran says to me is strange for her, because in her culture they're... they're they're not like that. Respect to Mother Nature, that is one of my biggest values. And and that's where I draw also my, call it a religion or, or, or belief or something. Uh, my tupunas that have gone before me, I always call on them if I need any guidance or just something that I need that strength from. Mm. Well, you're a both you are a remarkable couple <laughs> and I think you're very very happy to have such a beautiful looking woman <laughs> <laughs> yes I keep saying that and uh, I keep saying uh, that to Kai and uh, um, I'm happy to take her to Italy when, when we go because uh, I know that all my friends they've never seen such an exotic uh, uh, <laughs> I, I find, I find my beauty inside where Fran looks on my outside yeah. mm. but uh, the inside is also shown on your outside yes. Yes. <laughs> and that uh, you know I grew up watching Pocahontas and uh, that was my favorite cartoon when I was a child and so there is this uh, I don't know if it was a, a sailor that falls in love with this uh, beautiful and Native American and uh, so probably that's where I got it from <laughs> I thank you so much for being here and having shared your ambitions and we will see you on the moon Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> if not me, my product. Yes, mm. we'll travel. Yes. Okay, thank you so much. Thank You're you welcome. Much, Thanks so much for tuning in. And before we leave, perhaps something sparked in you. You may have questions or just want to surround yourself with like-minded people, other entrepreneurs and women beyond ordinary. Join our Facebook page and also a closed group, WBO Exclusive Club, where women can be open and where it is safe to talk and get inspired. We would love you to tune in soon. Have a lovely day.